Uh, if you're listening slash watching this, Tasha's visiting home. There is a barking dog and we just ask you guys to just be patient. There's nothing she can do about it. Um, she's muting her mic as much as she can, but like obviously she needs, we need to discuss with her. And I personally don't give a shit if there's a barking dog in the background and neither should you, but less so because this is our book club, not yours. Sorry, you're just like, coladito. You have any questions or concerns, leave them in the comments. But anyway, hello internet. Welcome to Only Lovers Book Club, where I get together with my dance crew and talk about <laughs> and talk about a romance book that one of us chose uh this month was this past month was Tashai's pick and it had a dance theme so if you are listening pause and come over to youtube on our, our instagram so you can check out our cute little outfits i got this leotard which I remember is a leotard and not a bathing suit. And it's got like these cute little sequins, poofy sleeves. Drea is wearing a risque <laughs> flapper dress. Shows a lot of movement. Oh! <laughs> and Tashai is uh, wearing her judge's robe, judging us all on our terrible technique. If you are on YouTube and you're watching this, then you have seen Indy just for a quick glimpse. You know, another unofficial member of Only Lovers. Oh, here we go. There's Indy. And um, yeah, we're all kind of like in our dressy outfits, except for Indy who is in recovery. He will be back on his dancing feet in no time um, because the book that um, Tashai chose for us is dance themed. It's Take the Lead by Alexis Daria or Alexis Daria for you Americans out there. Um, let me read the, um, the book description so you know a little bit of what we're talking about. The first book in a sizzling duology about dancers who find love from hashtag own voices, Alexis Daria. Gina Morales wants to win. It's her fifth season on the Dance Off, a top rated network TV celebrity dance competition. And she's never even made it to the finals. When she meets her latest partner, she sees her chance. He's handsome, rippling with muscles, and he stars on the popular Alaskan wilderness show, Living Wild. <laughs> with a sexy physique, a name recognition, she thinks he's her ticket to the finals until she realizes they're being set up. Stone Nielsen hates Los Angeles, hates reality TV, and he hates the fact that he had to join the cast of the dance-off because of family obligations. He can't wait to get back to Alaska, but he also can't deny his growing attraction to his bubbly Puerto Rican dance partner, Neither of them are looking for romantic entanglements and Stone can't risk revealing his secrets. But as they heat up the dance floor, it's only a matter of time until he feels an overwhelming urge to take the lead. When the tabloids catch on to their developing romance, the spotlight threatens to ruin not just their relationship, but their careers and their shot at the trophy. Gina and Stone will have to decide if their priorities lie with fame, fortune, or a chance at a future together. I mean, I read that. <laughs> let's, um, and let me tell you a little bit about our author, Alexis, our own hashtag own voices author, Alexis Daria. So it says in her, um, in her website, alexisdaria.com slash about slash bio. <laughs> Alexis Daria writes stories about successful Latinx characters and their occasionally messy familias. Her debut, Take the Lead, won the 2018 Rita Award for Best First Book 
And her latest release, which uh, listeners might recognize more, is You Had Me at Ola, is a national bestseller, Target Diverse Book Club pick, and New York Times Editor's Choice pick. Alexis is a lifelong New Yorker who loves Broadway musicals and pizza. So, Tosh, what made you uh, pick this book? I know that it was like an internal recommendation, but like what kind of set you over the edge? And I guess we can also talk about why, why you liked it too, Drea. Okay, so initially I picked a different book that I found through Goodreads and read that book in like a day and a half because it was really short and I did not like it. Um, I'm not going to name names, but it, it, I just didn't want us to waste a book club because we only get one of these a month on a book that upset me from like the page, the first page, just the writing was not up to par. Uh, so I was trying to figure out what to read and in having conversations with like Andre and Chris about what we were reading and all that stuff and what had been going on recently, uh, take the lead came up and I am a huge fan of dance movies. Like I'm talking save the last dance for whatever's worth the Julia styles dancing in the movie. It's fine. Um, uh, Magic Mike, Take the Lead, like uh, all of these gentle dance movies, Dirty Dancing, um, all of these are like my jam. Like in my mind, had my parents had the kind of money that could have afforded me a dancing training in, in my youth, I could have been Jenna Dewan, okay? Like could have been me. I wanna add a personal anecdote here as someone who grew up with Tosh. Uh <laughs> I just want you guys to know that whenever a dance movie would come out, we would have to go to the movies to watch it. And when, what's the Shannon Tatum movie called? The Step Up. When the first Step Up came out, they did not bring it to the theater that was closest to us. And then we had to drive an hour to like Canolanos or Carolina and watch it only to have it be really blurry and it was a very upsetting evening. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, the focus was off the entire time. Oh my God, I blacked I blacked this out. I, I think I repressed this memory. Yeah, Tasha was really upset, but all this to say that, yes, Tasha's, it, she's a, first of all, I mean, I might be like biased, but I think she's a fantastic dancer. And had she like gone for it, I know she would be like literally this person that we read in the book. Um, but yeah, also like I think, I think people should get hype because soon we will be watching a new Tutash dance movie um, together, and we will probably do some sort of short video or something about it because we're all three of us watching, and it's gonna be great. I'm very excited. I, I'm gonna hype myself up again, just to be like, y'all don't know this about me, internet, but I've won a lot of dance-offs. Ignore the dog in the background, Jesus Christ. But I've I've gone to bars and drunk danced off against strangers and gotten like claps. Listen, so. I believe. So I decided to read this book because on Instagram, someone compared it to Dirty Dancing. And I, like Tosh, really like dancing movies and dancing shows. Um, and so I looked it up and it basically, it seemed like it was, um, what's that show called? Dancing with the Stars, but with like a romance. And you know, romance has happened in that show too. Like there was always some gossip about like who was hooking up with who. So I was like, yes, I'm here for like all the details of this romance. 
Um, that was part one. Part two was the minute I noticed that the guy was from Alaska and was a wilderness survivalist. Because if you know me by now, you know that my biggest dream is to run away to Alaska. Whenever I'm too anxious or too depressed, I will literally, <laughs> I will literally tell everyone like, okay, I'm moving to Alaska. Like tomorrow, I'll start researching like teaching jobs because those like like schools in the bush in Alaska they pay a ton because nobody wants to live. So nobody wants to work at a school where you have to take a tiny bush plane for like 30 minutes over the mountains in like negative degree weather to like teach every single day. Right. And especially, too, because these kids like speak other languages. So it's like really hard, but they pay a lot. And I, I research this at least like 10 times a year, probably. <laughs> so anyway, I was really I was really excited to see that he was from. Alaska and then also I guess that she was Puerto Rican but I have very low expectations for Puerto Ricans in books so that didn't play as much of a part in it although I was pleasantly surprised I, I liked the character here it wasn't you know we, we didn't have any like familia dinners <laughs> like in the oh my god I was waiting for a familia dinner I'm like <laughs> Let's see. Um, I, I just thought it was really fun. It was really cute. It was a it, it was a merenguito, you know. Um, but just very fun, very easy for me to picture in my head. Like, ooh, another practicing like this dance, another doing this. So um, I remember like I was reading it at Chris's house. We were doing like a mini readathon together, and I literally I read like the first chapter or two, and then I turned to Chris and I was like. Mano, I wish this was an OLL book. Like we would have so much fun <laughs> discussing this. And, and look at us now. Look at us now. So I'm gonna. Is are you okay with that being your first impression? Because I feel like, or like, oh, your overall impressions of the book. No, sure. Um, so Drea, by default, gets gold because she read this before it was. Before we picked it, but very close to us picking it, like she finished it and then we pick, kind of like made it our official pick. And so I didn't have to reread it. It was very. It falls within the threshold of reading, <laughs> of reading window for you to get the gold. Chris yes. was like, does this count? I'm like, it counts. It's literally like the next day I said, oh, we should pick. Yes, we should pick the book. I was like, I Chris wanted to get gold for cinnamon and gunpowder for reading it like a decade before I read it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, exactly. like, you don't remember what this book is, so you have to reread it. That's like me being like, yeah, Clan of the Cave Bear. I remember Clan of the Cave Bear. I don't remember chapter four of Clan of the Cave Bear. I don't remember, I don't remember chapter four. Yeah, I know the gist of it. Okay, fine. You've made your point. Uh, so, yeah. Drea gets gold, Tosh gets silver, uh, and then I get bronze because I finished it two hours ago. <laughs> and it's not a, a long book. It's very short. It reads very quickly. I just, there's just a lot of stuff happening this week and I knew I couldn't put it off. It's like I was like peak procrastinator. I'm like, I'll finish it before the hangout, period. <laughs> so I, um, I knew this was gonna be fun. I I really enjoyed this book. It was cute. Um, I liked both of the main characters, which is very surprising because either I think the girl is stupid or I think the boy is stupid. And I think that they were both the uh, right amount of like not stupid that I was like, okay, I can see this. I can see who this is and I can see what, what, they're, what they're doing, uh, what they're going for. Um, 
man, I really liked the dance scenes and I would get really upset if I was upset, I think for the first few, I think that the first dance scene like description we get is like the tango or something. Um, but for the first few, I think we just cut to like right before the dance and then, oh my God, it was over before he realized it. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I was like, give me the dance. And I will say that um, there is like sexo salvaje in this book. It's just like very, in, just so much, so in, intenso. Like these guys are porn stars, basically. Uh, porn star level. And here's, here's, I guess why I wanted that to, why I wanted the dance moves to, be like shown at the beginning because everybody knows, I mean, at least everybody in Christina's world, as in Christina's like vagina world, knows that like the first time you're having sexy times isn't always like the most graceful or like, it's like sometimes it's awkward because it's like the first time you're like meeting a person's body. And so I know they give Stone a lot of slack for like, oh, he's so big, but he's so graceful. Like that's what they say about like The Rock in like movies. Like he's a huge football player, but like he's so graceful, OMG. <laughs> so I kind of wanted them to be a little bit more fumbly in the beginning and then like, you know, and then that really explosive first sex scene would have been like, oh, it makes sense because they've like literally just, you know, it. you get it. But I would have liked that first like clumsy, oh, he stepped on my toes type thing. I think that would have been cute, but I get it's fine. He's good at everything. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I'm looking forward to to discussing it and, and hearing Drea talk about it. I too had very low expectations for uh, Puerto Rican representation um, in the book. I thought it was pretty good. At least the code switching was grammatical uh, and not distracting, not overused. Um, and I think that the things that Gina is concerned about are valid as a, a woman and a Latinx woman in interested in making a big in the entertainment industry. But you know what? Right? I also really appreciated that then her best friend, who is also Puerto Rican, mm -hmm. has like a completely different mindset. Mm -hmm. Because the second book is about her. So I like that we have like two Puerto Rican ladies, you know, in the same scenario, both have completely different views on, you know, how they want to get to where they're going to get in their career. So I appreciated that too, that it wasn't like her way is the only right way. It was like, this is her, these are her values, but also like her friend has different values and it's okay. And they respect each other's values. Mm -hmm. So yeah. For obvious reasons. <laughs> so, so yeah, that those are my thoughts. And then Tasha, you can give us yours, and then uh, I assume you have some questions for us to dive in. I, I gave this book four stars um, because I actually so I enjoyed this book more because I had just finished reading You Had Me at Ola, which is the other book that um, she wrote, and I picked take the lead because Andrea recommended it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, this, this sounds fun. Not realizing it was the same author. <laughs> and so I start reading, I read, you had me at Ola. I'm like, yay, la la la, this is so cute. I love it. Telenovelas. Oh my God. Like the code switching. This is so fun. Like I'm having such a good time reading this. And then I start reading, uh, take the lead. And I'm like, wow, this writing seems so familiar. And then I checked. <laughs> And I was like, no, duh, you dumbass. It's the same author. Jesus Christ. Okay. So then with that in mind, the writing style made a lot more sense to me. And so 
things that might have otherwise been a little like pet peevy, I kind of was just like chill with it because I knew it was her way of just like writing out the characters. Um, I love the concept. I like the idea of this like Puerto Rican girl who's trying to make it big, getting set up with this like wilderness guy. Um, I sent a photo to, to you guys internet, uh, I sent a photo to Christina Andrea of who I would have cast for Stone because as soon as they described him, I knew in my mind, I was picturing this guy who's like a YouTuber, like fitness guy. Um, I think his name is like Brock or something. I forget, but he's like six foot five, like 10 pack, long blonde hair, light eyes, like the same, like cut from the same cloth and so <laughs> when i was reading this book i already had that dude in mind so i was having okay. a good time i'm gonna i'm gonna just flash it on my screen yeah. right oh next. my god <laughs> That's i was picturing and i think for one i don't have a problem with this casting i'm like okay yeah that's basically who i pictured too <laughs> Dude, yeah, and he's like six foot five too. So I was like, okay, this is perfect. This is a full like functioning human taller than me. Like that's the size of a healthy child. Um, of height difference. <laughs> you sent another picture. Hold on, I'm just gonna flash that. Yeah, <laughs> with the sweatpants. With the sweatpants and the abs and the man bun. Man bun, yeah, yeah. It fits um, like it's. It, this is how I can picture Stone in like his hotel room. Yeah, yeah, or like about to do a dance number practice. Um, but no, I really liked I liked the idea of it. I liked the the build of chemistry. Like it really does start off as this like physical thing that then evolves into them kind of getting to know each other more. Um, I made notes as I was reading because I did think, um, and this is just because I'm obviously more Natasha than I am um, a Gina. I thought that the weight put on the idea of them possibly hooking up was kind of overblown at one point because being someone that watches these dancing contests and watches reality TV and watches all these kinds of um, shows, me as a as an audience member i'm not gonna think less of a dancer if they're hooking up with another dancer like that's just you're living your life that has nothing to do with how you're dancing like i'm judging you as a performer not as like your what your private life is um so there was kind of a lot of emphasis put on that from her end which like i understood to a degree um and then his whole drama made more sense to me because, spoiler alert for people who haven't read the book yet, because <laughs> his whole family's like livelihood was depending on this like fake thing that they had constructed. So like that being exposed and costing them the show and stuff does seem to me like a bigger thing than people thinking these two might be hooking up. You know, they're, they're, it just, and I, I understand. Also she was like freaked out too that like, like she wanted to win it on her own. She was like, I don't want those extra votes because people are shipping me. <laughs> and I understand. I know this is like, hey, I would take the extra votes no matter. Like I understand the principle behind it, but he says it at one point too. Like this is a popularity contest. Like mm -hmm. you, you have to charm people. Like there's a reason she was being funny and cute and charming in her interviews. Like if this was only based on dancing skills, they would not be doing any sort of in interviews or promotions. They would only be doing the dance portions of it, but you're portraying a character. So like, 
I don't know. There, there was a lot of like weird perspective stuff going on that I, I, it made sense. Like I said, up to a point, like I understand it. I don't think that I would have been so like, oh my God, like, especially with that as my dance partner, I'd be like, ah. <laughs> like, I think the Tosh book is, it will be interesting to see. I, because, I don't know if you read the synopsis of it, but it's like yeah. her with that judge. That she's like on, yeah, with the one she's like on and off with in the book. You mean a Puerto Rican dancer and a European man? <laughs> Look, I downloaded it already. I already I have it. <laughs> it's ready to go. Chick, chick, pow. Unofficial <laughs> buddy read. I, I'm in. I'm in. Do it. <laughs> I'll read it. Um, but no, this was, it was like really fun. I had a really fun time reading this book. I was like downloading music and like putting music on in the background as I was reading it. I much like Chris wish there had been more dance scenes and as i was reading the book i was curious as to how she would treat the dance scenes because it's so hard to get it right because it is such a physical visual act that putting it into a book is hard and so i think where she did put time into describing the dances she did a good job but i think where we didn't get the chance to see or experience the dancing it's like it felt kind of like a cop out of like, I don't want to have to figure out how to write the technicality of this dancing. But because Stone comes from no dancing experience at all to like doing amazing, like I needed, that's, that's the one thing I don't believe in this book because I'm not getting enough dance growth explained dance to me. Scenes. Yeah, like I'm not seeing the moment where it like clicks to him and he's able to kind of understand it. In Gina's perspective, it's like, oh, he started leading. I'm like, he's not going to start leading after practicing for four weeks. Like he doesn't understand these dance techniques. Uh, I can't teach a baking class just because I make box cakes. Like there's not, there's a big difference there. And so I wish that, I just wish there had been a couple of more, um, even if it was like a time-lapse scene of like, as Stone and I practiced more and more, I saw him getting so much better. We tackled the blah, blah, blah. And he did this and did adjusted his body this way, which like, then he brought to the bedroom and like, <laughs> now, and that's how he learned. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, he learned how to point his toe from like fucking that one time. Cool. This makes sense. <laughs> um, Sorry. So that was like my, that, those are like my couple of like little notes, but overall, this is really fun. I would watch this show. Like I would watch this dance yes. show. I would vote. I would watch um, this movie a hundred percent. I don't know why it hasn't been made yet. Like this is, this is a classic dance movie right here. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's already a movie called Take the Lead, but just call it a Toma Mi Mano and then, and then you're good. <laughs> I, am, so, I think I'm out of the, I'm out of the, the, I just want to add here that I think I'm out of the loop of liking these kinds of shows. Like I have a hard time watching like live competition shows because I feel so much like cringe. I'm so worried about like who's going to win. I can't handle the stress of it. So Chris, were you like dying every time they showed like something embarrassing and then they had to like Yes. Go dance. Right when I, right, the moment I stopped was when I took like the big break where I'm like, I need to stop right now is be, when she goes to his hotel room and spends the night. And then like the next day, the paparazzi are there. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm done. 
See, I knew that was going to happen though. Cause I'm like, mm, they're course, staying yeah. the night immediately. They're going to have to pay for yeah, this. Yeah. But, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I enjoyed this book and I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not a fan of dancing shows, but it's not my. See, but okay. You don't not, have to be to enjoy the book. You don't have to be to enjoy it. It's not my entertainment of choice. Um, I think that dance shows are amazing. I think that dancing is amazing, but it causes me too much stress not to know that I can, not to know, not to know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anything that's like American Idol or like Dancing with the Stars, I like watching the highlights on YouTube and that's it. But that's pretty much it. I'll let Drea catch me up on whatever's happening. <laughs> I think you just have too much empathy. You're like, I don't want this person to fail. I want everyone to win. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like, he's going to falter during this backflip. Wait, watch it. (laughs) I'll watch watch cooking shows. I'll watch cooking competitions and like Great British Bake Off. And I don't feel stress you out. Yeah. And that's, but that's like normal. Like I can handle that. I cannot, for some reason, this, this act of performing it, I feel like I can't, I really can't do it. Um, And so. I mean, I and I'm like, show me the American Ninja Warrior, the like <laughs> ultimate beast master. Like I'm here to see people like try to do things with their bodies. <laughs> also like with Bake Off, it's like, oh no, my pudding is lumpy. Whereas with a dance show, it's like, oh my God, they shattered their leg. <laughs> it, oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like that we all have like different flavors of re- reality preference, and I like. Oh, that. Well, I, like my, that. I mean, my number one is definitely the the dating. Dating mm-hmm. the like scandalous, terrible, cringy. Like not not like the good ones where like they're looking for love genuinely. That's those are not. I watch like Love Island. Are you the one? Like that's the kind of shit. It'll put like twenty people on an island and see who pairs off. That's what I watch. <laughs> Which is the one where they were in the in the boxes? The boxes. I think it's Are You the One? No, no, that's not. No, it. no. They it's a Netflix one where they put them in the pods. Oh, you told me to watch that one, but that that was like too like slow and real for me. Yeah, because <laughs> no one could do it because they were trapped in different boxes. And then I tried to watch this other one um where they like get matched. It's like an arranged married at first sight. Oh god, no. But I try to watch it and I watched a few episodes and then I accidentally saw like a spoiler and it broke my heart so much that I like quit. I quit like halfway through and I've never like seen it. I was like, KK, okay, all you had to do was be with this person for the eight weeks of the show and you went and like fucking cheated on her like on TV multiple times. You couldn't like keep it in your pants for eight weeks when you knew you were. And I got so upset. I got so upset. I was like, no puedo, no puedo. Goodbye. Adios. Never watching the show again. <laughs> Meanwhile, so Andrea's super into dating shows. Christina's super into baking shows. I'm super into home makeovers. So that's what I watch on the treadmill. Just, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, are they going to oh, be able to fix And then they, they all come together on on um the, the como que se llama? The Fabulous Five. Why am I oh, blanking on your name? Yeah, on Queer Eye, you've got the home makeover, you've got always the baking and the food, and then like you've got either self love or romantic love. Yay! Here for JDN. it. I can't wait for Texas season. Ya la están grabando. Uh, Bobby's Instagram makes me so happy. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna pivot to <laughs> pivot. Okay, pivot. I'm pivoting <laughs> to questions. These are in no particular order, so. <clears throat> Question number one. 
Uh, stereotypes. So stereotypes came up a few times, specifically with like Gina trying to really like fight against being boxed in as like a sexy, spicy, salacious Latina. Um, but did this feel, because as I was reading the book, every now and then it kind of has language that feels to me like one of those very special episodes where you know they're talking to the audience and not to the other person in the scene. So did you feel like these felt like authentic conversations or did it feel like you were being like talked at with regards to stereotyping? Are you going first? Yeah, I was like, I can go first. Okay. Um, mainly because I think you're gonna make a more eloquent argument. I just wanna get my dumbass <laughs> comment out of the way. <laughs> um, so yes, and I, I think I did notice that the reason that I found it a little bit unrealistic and um, the way that it's discussed is I think that it's because Gina was the only one talking that way. And I think if this was gonna be like a real portrayal of reality show, her producers, her, everyone would have been like, you gotta kick up the, like your, like your spicy flavor. You know, I think that they definitely would have hit her with, with those words and, um, it made it seem, it almost made it seem like she was the only one that was worried about that and that no one else ha was thinking that. Um, and, and I mean, that might have been on purpose, but I just, it didn't feel realistic because that is definitely not how the entertainment industry works. Like people are making strides so that this like perfect world where only Latinx people are worried about this, but no one else is even thinking about that um, is, is, is presented. But I do think that, I did think I'm like, I was an, there was a moment where I was like, girl, calm down. Like, you're the only one that's thinking about this. And then I was like, hmm, you're the only one that's thinking about this. And Donna pushing the showman's angle, I felt like, I really think that she probably would have brought it up. And I guess Gina's concern is everyone, you know, she wants to have a private life while having a very public life and that's fair. But it, it, did, it did feel that way more so because no one else was participating in in this conversation, it literally was just Gina worried about it. So that's that's why I feel that way. But I'm happy that it was brought up. I think it's very valid. Um, and I think that if you're, I don't know, living under a rock, you might not like know, you know, the kind of pressure that, you know, people are under when they feel like they have to represent a whole fucking identity. Um, so, so I get that. But I also was like, how come all these other Americans aren't talking this way? Like, how are all these people just not mentioning this? Like, right? Isn't like Hollywood like a sleazy, terrible place? I don't know. So that's those are my two cents when it comes to talking about stereotypes in this book. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think like for me, I think like the I get the message that the author was trying to say, but I think the message would have been stronger if she was in a different career. Like for me, it felt like everyone, every woman who participates in this kind of industry is sexualized and like, you know, it's all about like your looks and like all these things. Like I felt, I didn't think like she necessarily had to deal with it more than all the other female contestants on this show. Like I felt like they were probably all in the same boat in that 
They were all expected to wear these like skimpy little bikini outfit things when they danced and they were all expected to make sexy dances, you know, and and everyone was matched with an opposite sex partner. So like clearly the, you know, the sexual chemistry was like an expectation. When are we going to get the gay dance show? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so so like I I thought that like all of them were probably on that same boat. Um and I think, and maybe this is like, like I'm not saying that she, that her message is wrong or anything like that, but I almost felt like she was like making herself be like the other woman who's like different from all the other girls on the show. And that like, I specifically have to worry about this and I specifically have to not do this because I'm like Puerto Rican when probably all of the other girls on the show were like worried about the same things and like kind of going through the same things. And so I think um, it could have turned into more of like an industry critique or like an industry message rather than just making it specifically a Latina message just because of the job she had. That was like my only, like I didn't have a problem with like, but I just wish, um, she had kind of realized more like it's it's a problem with the dance industry in general and like reality TV in general. And um, yeah. And I think because of what you said, Chris, like nobody else seemed to be talking about her in that way either. And that made me think more than like, they didn't care like who the girl was. Like they, all of the girls had the same like expectation like put on them. And I think too, because they're all dancing all the dances. So like, it's not like she's the only one dancing salsa. You know what I mean? Like everybody's dancing salsa. Yeah, but you know, like, but you know, like, you know what I pictured like before, like her interview segments, like they definitely have the, like the, the guitar going. And like, that's when she was they like. didn't oh. say that though. So no. that's why like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like I didn't, I, and you're right. If they had done stuff like that more and then like, I could have seen it more, but like, I didn't see anyone kind of do that. And I think it's because like, to be perfectly honest, if she didn't say anything, probably nobody would have known she was Puerto Rican anyways, because it's not like, like everybody's tanned in those shows. They literally all get spray tan. So they were probably all equal amounts of tan. You know, she doesn't speak Spanish. She only knows like a few words. So English is like her main language, you know, I, so I don't know. It just, it, it, she can probably pass is what I'm saying. So I think like she was, more preoccupied about this than like other people. Uh, it would be a different conversation if she were the only Puerto Rican in the cast who was being put into some sort of showmance, but they had also approached Natasha about the same thing and Lauren about the same thing. Yeah, and Natasha was already all hooking up with girls. someone else. Like, yeah, like all of the girls are being asked the same thing. And I believe it too. Like the way, I mean, I've, I've seen those shows, like they're all expected to, you know, kind of be like Put that sizzle. Yeah. Very good points, you guys. Very good points. I actually have a pivot question. I'm going to skip the other one that I had because Speaking of Donna, <laughs> oh, problematic Donna. <laughs> I don't know how she hasn't been slapped with a sexual harassment lawsuit yet. Um, so I wrote, Gina finds herself having to manage a producer who keeps forcing her into very sexual situations that are like above and beyond what the dance situation in and of itself would have brought out. Given her current climate on the treatment of sexual harassment, do you think this 
sort of scenario would have played itself out as like passively or casually as it was happening in this book because it does seem like nobody was intervening with Donna trying to like push a dick into this woman's like I, I do think it would have happened exactly like that because then what's your option? It's like, you you can absolutely do the sexual harassment thing. Then you will never be in a dancing show ever again because you'll get like blacklisted or whatever the, the term is when they like tell all their friends like not to hire you. Because again, I think that is the expectation. Like nobody, you know, saw anything wrong with it. And it's not like they told her, you have to they were just like are you sure you don't want to do this because this could get you votes and if you get into the finals then your contract would be renewed but oh you know just a suggestion <laughs> so but yeah no i could absolutely 100 percent see this playing out exactly like this and nobody like saying anything other than like mano that sucks yeah like i've been there like that's a shitty boss to have but like nobody actually doing anything yeah i think it's like yeah i agree with Dreya's points this is like exactly the kind of like sleazy producer that I, <laughs> you know, that um that is portrayed. And I think that is portrayed this way and for, for this reason, you know, like it's stereotypes or, or cliches are, are true because cliches work because they're true. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been a different story if Donna had been a, like a male character. And then that would, there would have been some like Me Too-ishness to it. Um, I mean, but it's still it's still very problematic, even though Donna is a woman. I think yeah. it has to be a woman in order for it to even slightly be something that can happen without people intervening more. Like mm -hmm. you have other characters, basically once they get popular, they're like, I don't want to work with Donna anymore. Like if that's something that's happening repeatedly, Donna wouldn't have a job. Like I don't think that she, her worth is enough to keep her on if she's getting repeated like harassment claims. So I think I think it's interesting framing it in the perspective of like I'm being harassed by a woman, which makes it okay enough. But it's still like it's not okay. I don't think that. It, yeah, but I think what you said is like you're right. If she had enough harassment things, she wouldn't work again. But that would entail all these people speaking up, and people don't speak up like that. Yeah, it's almost like a given. Yeah, in anything, like nobody speaks up because they don't want to like take the risk of nobody else speaking up and then you're the only one who spoke up and then you have to face like the, the repercussions of that. So I feel like, you know what I mean? Unless they form like a little union and all the dancers were like, all of us are gonna speak up. She said the U word, she said the U word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like every time me and my coworkers are in a group chat, we're like, we should form a union. <laughs> okay, so, and just, just quick question. Are we going to talk about like Lauren and harassment? Okay. Okay. I wrote. I definitely want to, I need to, I need to talk about this. <laughs> I literally, I only have two Lauren, questions about Lauren. I started, oh. um, as I was reading the book, I started writing just questions and I was writing my questions and I put, why is Lauren such a bitch? And then I wrote parenthesis ice skater to remind myself, kept reading the book, forgot I ever wrote that question. And then I wrote, why is Lauren a, do we usually say the C word on this, on these book clubs? We could. Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is Lauren such a bitch? And then like six questions later, I was like, God, why is Lauren such a hunt? You should, we could just say bunt, and that's like a bunt. Why is she such a punt? Why is she no. such a punt? Um, 
her character is just terrible. Like she's just a terrible person who's like constantly sexually harassing everybody and blackmailing everybody. Like, why is she doing this? Is it because she didn't get a gold medal? I heard she had such a narrow transparent, like there was so little character development there that I'm just like, we don't, I don't need her in this at all. Um, yeah, I did not enjoy reading any of that, any of Lauren's interactions. I thought, I, I mean, I know why she's there. Like every show needs its like Sharpay. <laughs> every, every, like we need our, we need our mean girl to like stir things up. Um, I mean, if we must. And so she was definitely like playing into that role really hardcore. I guess my issue isn't necessarily with the character. Well, it is with the character, but it's like, I think with, with the way that the author handled not not just how Lauren treated Stone, but also how the author treated Stone, period. So it's one of those things where um, we want a world where women aren't like objectified and like sexualized. So is the answer to objectify and sexualize men in the same way? And I was, uh, you know, I really was like, I didn't, you know, here's the thing. For like us regular people, this book made me feel like I was not attractive, period. I mean, I know dancers have like are hot, have like amazing physiques, like they're using their whole body. I mean, and my soft little dumpling ass is not gonna like <laughs> compete. Um, but I did think that like the focus on how hot Stone was and then having him be like agredido by Lauren and then just kind of like brushed off, like I was mad that Gina never fucking said anything to to Lauren even just to like on a basic human level like hey don't fucking touch his ass like don't feel him up you fucking piece of shit you know what I mean it it was one of those things <laughs> I was mad and she's an ableist she's like mm, Paralympic mm, yeah what the fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. I just didn't enjoy I didn't enjoy any of that like I got it you know within the first pages stone is hot and then so he's so hot that he can't be respected like his body is not respected by this person he's too hot that like gina his like partner secret or otherwise is not going to stand up for him or say anything like it's one thing if like fine donna is in power like in a position of power but lauren is just another competitor and i just did not understand why me as a reader had to be subjected to that. Like, I think it was played for laughs and I didn't find it really funny. And that's, I guess, what I wanted to say about that. I agree with that. I I feel like because again, Lauren is a woman, her character was given a little too much free reign to just be like the worst version of someone who is a really aggressive sexually liberated person who also happens to just be bigoted. Like it was all kind of on a super intense level. And I feel like the excuse is, oh, she's, she's a woman. So like, it's different. It's not different. It's still harassment. It's still her being like an ableist for for, like against a competitor vocally. Like it's not even her having an aside conversation. It's her being blatantly, bigoted in in a lot of ways and that's another thing where like i'm surprised no one would have would have brought it up and been like 
hey, um, she like put her hand down Stone's pants and grabs his dick and made some jokes. I just would have beat her ass. I would have, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would have absolutely done like the Tanya Harding and I would have waited for her and hit her kneecaps with a baseball bat. And I'd be like, touch this now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, fine. Like maybe the, in the show, it's like, hey, that's show business. Okay, then I'm taking matters into my own hands because you got to respect my man. Those buns are mine. Hands off. So we all agree she is trash. Sorry. <clears throat> Fuck <All right>. Lauren. <laughs> Sorry. So, you bunt. <laughs> you, you bunt. No, buns are delicious. She's an undercooked bunt. Okay. All right. So I also wrote, um, in your opinion, how big a deal do you think it actually would have been if Agena and Stone hooked up and it came to light? Because the book makes it seem like she would have like never had a job. Like her, she's going like worst case scenario on everything. And again, I feel like I wouldn't have been that big a deal. Um, I was in the camp of like, you guys should definitely be having sex day one. Cause that's probably what <laughs> I would have done. And I would have been like, look, we have different goals, but like, I just think we're going to dance better if we fuck right now. I don't, I don't think it would have, I don't think it would have affected them like negatively in the moment anyways. Like I think people would have been obsessively reading like, you know, Us Weekly or whatever to like get the latest gossip and see the latest pictures and then more people would have voted for them. I don't know how it would affect, how it would have affected Gina in the future. Like, I don't know if that's something that people would have brought up or that future partners might have that expectation of her. Like, I don't know. But I think in terms of like this specific dance competition, I think it would have only benefited her just because of the kinds of people who watch these shows. Like if I found out that like two people were having a relationship, even if they weren't my favorite dancers, even if they weren't my favorite couple, I would have been obsessively looking up like all of the stuff and then paying extra attention to their dances and being like, oh, it's a chemica, you know, so natural. It's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> No, I completely agree, especially because it's not like, so her trauma is from like, oh, I, I dated this like dancer that I worked with. That was not on this show. Like no yeah. one knows this information, but you, you have not had any sort of relationship with any partner on this show. Meanwhile, people know that other partners have hooked up. So like, I really don't think that you would just like never work again. Other if anything, other contestants were fucking with <laughs> All the, they were fucking the judges. <laughs> That's why I want to read Natasha's book. <laughs> I want to see Dimitri's moves. Me too. Oh. Okay. Okay. I, 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 read, I, I don't remember the synopsis exactly, but it's something like for some reason Natasha has to like move in with him like briefly like she loses her house or he loses her house or something and they're like why don't i i guess you can come stay with me for a little bit i guess since we're kind of fuck buddies and then they're like living together and it's like one of those situations Dimitri there's Kovic. only one bed <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um are we gonna talk about the sex scenes or well, I was writing, um, how did you feel about the physical chemistry? Was it was it hot or not for you? <laughs> oh, God. Please forgive but me. But there's I'm a follow-up question. Sexy. Because I wrote, um, y'all ate pernil and rice, and now you're going to fuck? 
Girl, that, that Puerto Rican food, it worked its magic on that white boy. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is all of these authors having, like, I'm still not over the taco scene. That's I'm really not. ¿Cómo que se llama el libro ese con los tacos? The proposal. Of the proposal. God. Yeah. I'm still not over all of the, that taco eating. And it's like the same thing. I don't understand. He had three plates of food. I don't, I don't know if it's that like they haven't actually tried to do that themselves. Like if they haven't tried, so they don't understand like how your stomach feels. They're just going by the whole like, I'm sharing my heritage via food with you and that makes the food extra sexy. And so now we're gonna have like explosive sex. Like no, I think that's real. how like, they're going, but they don't understand that like, nah, no. dude. I need some have. I just ate half a pound of roast fat. Don't fucking touch me yeah, for two I, I, I need to sweat know. this out. If anyone if anyone's listening and has made it this far, have you ever fucked on a full stomach of pork? I just am curious how that went for you. Here's how I'm gonna say a full stomach of anything, porque o sea, it could be anything. You feel like bloated, you know, you're tired, you get sleepy. But here's there how I'm gonna so spin much it. salt because in that it, food. It didn't distract me too much because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> They're like athletes slash dancing. And so their metabolism <laughs> is moving. So, okay, this, okay, see, because in the proposal, those were just two fucking normal people who probably jogged <laughs> like three times, two times a week. You know what I mean? But like Stone, as per our inspiration picture, is literally just like 0% body fat. And um, uh, Gina is just like a little dancing, like Tasmanian devil. And so, Unless what she I'm had saying, one piece of pernil and like half a cup yeah. of arroz con gandule. Like, saying, that's why I'm going to spin it. Their metabolisms were ramped up. But if they're, they were horny if they're working out, like I'm sure that like when she's in that show, she's not eating that every night because she's trying to eat like that, like whole food, like nothing processed, like got to keep them up. I mean, she's not even drinking alcohol, right? For that same reason, because she's like so focused. So I feel like if you're not usually eating pernil and rice and beans, and then all of a sudden you eat pernil and rice and beans, that's gonna hit you double. <laughs> Y'all know. And Stone, Stone is not He's not Puerto Rican. He's, know, he's never had that much food. He's never had yeah, that much food. When, 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 when my boyfriend first moved in with me and he started eating beans regularly, that affected his bathroom regime. Like he was not used to eating all his rice and beans. I'm He was constantly like, pero Andrea, like how are you? And I'm like, dude, because I've been eating beans every day of my life for like 30 years. Obviously, <laughs> my body is made up of rice and beans. If you cut me it's gonna just be sasol leaking out of my blood like in my veins i'm just saying i don't think i think even stone would have been affected that's right. ate three plates of food like en vida real en vida real they would have been having sex and he would have farted on her <laughs> no or he would have had three plates of food she would have had half a pastel and some arroz con gandule and then she would have like gone down on him because he would have been like i can't move Mira, confession time, confession time. One time I did attempt to have <laughs> relations with 
someone after I had cooked a really big meal and we were halfway through and he had to ask me to stop because he said his stomach, like he was gonna puke if he kept going. I feel like that is the normal response. Like he was like, like, yeah, I, I think you're so sexy, but like I'm gonna puke. If I will I will also attest to a similar situation, having sexy times after a meal that wasn't even that heavy, by the way, and my partner asking to stop and then not being able to run away fast enough because they like had to fart. They had to like super fart and they didn't make it out of the room. And I get why authors wouldn't want to include those kinds of scenes, which is why they should just omit the giant <laughs> <laughs> in my room. This is something like this going in my romance novel. In my gay romance novel that I'm going to write, they're going to eat way too much food and start making out. And one of them's going to be like, I ate too much. I can't. <laughs> this is Can we just like lay down? And the other one's going to be like, oh my God, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I'm just going to hug you and cup your breast while we watch the Queer Eye Marathon. Yeah, this that's okay. Funny. I was reading a tweet too that was recently like me please. Oh, I want us to stay in your arms all morning. Don't, don't go to work. Just stay with me. Also me, please leave. I have to fart so bad. When I was first dating my, my boof, I could not use the bathroom in his apartment. So I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I remember those chats. You will be like, I don't want to leave. I'm going to go home now. I'm going to miss you so much. Bye. Takes a giant poo. Listen. Okay. Okay. That first time unrealistic. The other time they didn't mention any food and I was into it. I was like, okay. Time for the, the sexo salvaje, and it was always like salvaje. It was well, never. And I like, really liked. I really liked their chemistry too. Like while they were practicing and dancing, you know, they would make like little comments, like "oi," like he was really close, and I was like very aware of it. Like, like I believed all of that. Like I believed that they were dancing, and they were like, "I'm not gonna show it, but like you're making me wet right now." Like, the, like that's how they were both feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. His dick is just like, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, I liked how, I just liked how, I loved how the horny they were for each other. It just was so, it, they were just so horny for each other and it didn't feel like too much. I liked that there was no, I liked that there wasn't in a fade out after the first time, like we got to, and it wasn't like too much, but we definitely got to see them have sexy times and have them grow from like, oh, I'm so horny for you to, I'm really horny for you, but also like, I kind of like you to, also, I'm still really horny for you, you I love you. <laughs> Good amount of liquids, not too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really hot, really steamy, and I think it did advance the plot. And they were already being really physical with each other, but it added like an extra layer to their nice. chemistry. Top notch. All right, All right. Um, I'm gonna have two that I'm gonna turn into one. So I put, how did we feel about the like Alaskan family dynamic, and why couldn't they just do a fundraiser to pay for the surgery if they already had a TV show? Like, there were definitely ways to get around. This Alaskan family drama. Yeah, for real. Like, white people don't care. Like, they don't care about the truth either. Like, how many people watch Duck Dynasty and, like, actually believe that that's, like, how that works? Yeah, but you know what? I didn't, I, I get that they said, like, it was to, like, pay for the mom's medical bills or whatever. I, I believe that Stone believed that. But I don't believe that that was, like, the parents' true motive because they kept filming stuff that you know what I mean they had kept like meshing the two shows 
and like wanting to film stuff for the show. So I believe that the parents were doing it just to advance their own like shows um, and not necessarily for like the bill reason. I just think that that's like what they told Stone because <laughs> that's what would have like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, Anito, mijo, like do it for your mom, you know, like that's going to get to him. But if they just say like, mm, we think the show is going to end soon and we're trying to form more connections so that we get a spinoff, like that's not going to go over as well. <laughs> I also, I also thought that there was something a little bit lacking there with, with how big of an, a deal like how what a how big of a deal it was. I know that Stone felt like really obligated to do this stuff for this parent for his parents, but like I I felt like yeah, your parents and your your parents are like pieces of shit. Like your mom could have had a hip surgery, but like even like piece of shit people need surgery. It's fine. And I feel like I wish that he had not more of a fallout with his family, but like it was almost like oh, it was resolved for him. He didn't have to be active. It, it exactly. was a resolution. And I was like, oh okay cool you know <laughs> whatever this whole thing about the family you know needing him and you know she kind of just told him and she wasn't even that upset about it and i'm like okay this is the person who like chapter two is like okay remember keep up appearances don't fuck this up for us you know how important this is for us and and then she's like well we don't need the show actually it's fine and i was like okay like i felt like that was just a fumble right at the end i was like what what kind of resolution is this i liked how the book ended and I like how Gina had the talk with her mom and Natasha and sorry, with her sister and how they kind of like, you, you know, they kind of like assuaged her fears and gave her that push that she needed to like, you know, or at least to talk through it. Like this is, if this is, if you think that this is a reason why you shouldn't do this and don't think that. Um, but with Stone, it really was just like, well, you don't have to do this anymore. Whoopee, it's over. And I, I mean, like, I do think that he would have made it happen. Like he was mentally already like working to figure out a solution but then he didn't have to because things like got resolved easily but i kind of wanted i kind of would have wanted to see what he would have done like like he was getting ready to like talk to them and be like mira i'm sorry but we can't do this anymore and so i feel like i got cheated out of that like conversation but yeah. like you know what i mean i think it would have happened either way like i don't think the ending would have been affected either way but um I wish it would have. I wish it would have gone like that path. Yeah, me, me too. I feel the same way. I feel cheated out of like this kind of like important conversation. I feel like he could have had with his family about how they put that all on him and how their priorities as a family didn't align with him. And it was like it's super unfair to have to put someone's life on pause that way. And then I did, I did like the whole like this whole thing is fake kind of thing mm -hmm. because I feel like that happens so often. Like. I was reading about it and I kept thinking about what was that family, the the, the Duggars? Was the, that was that, that show where they were like all um The Mormons? Yeah. And then it like came out that like, ah, pero this is really like they're not like self-sufficient on like this. I'm like, bueno, obviamente. Like I never believed that like these eight people were like <laughs> eating off of their garden alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I remember it being in like all of the magazines and everyone was like oh, we've been lied to yeah. and also like these girls are not virgins and also like you know what i mean so i can see like i believe that that was a real fear for the family <laughs> you know the, the getting their truth plastered everywhere yeah, but the person who was gonna blow the whistle on them was lauren and i'm like how much clout does this like failed olympian have in like and also 
they were living in an inn. It's not even like they were living in a trailer hidden in the wilderness near where this like HQ was. They were in town having breakfast in the diner. Like they Pero weren't being La gente de ese pueblo, they're all good people. They would have never, like, no hubiesen choteado. They're all, like, sweet, kind Alaskan people. That's the impression uh, I got. Like, the, the, <laughs> the, the oil reservoir has emptied. Some of us are selling out some of us because we have children to put through college. Yes. Yes. I would have uh, sold yes. them out so fast. I would have been like, here's some coordinates. Go to this, go to this hotel room. <laughs> go to room 22B. <laughs> You're gonna find you're gonna find something real oh, interesting. Shit. Oh, oof. well. Shit. And then my last my last question was, how did you guys feel about the like we can have it all ending where fucking Stone is like walking the runway? No, you're not. You're a fucking line. You are a linebacker. No one is hiring you to model for fucking Wilhelmina. Let's let's be real. Honestly, I believe that more than I did the fact that like Gina got this like mega part that was gonna make her millions without even auditioning. Like, the Jennifer the to... Jennifer Lopez musical? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like no, I, I love thought that. it was gonna be like the Rita Moreno. Like I, that's who I was picturing. It was like yeah, the Jennifer, no. Jennifer Lopez. It's the Jennifer oh. Lopez musical. Okay, got it. <laughs> she was a backup dancer and then she started singing and then she became an actress and she goes by Melly. J-Lo? You know yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Why did I but think yeah, that I, was, I wanted them Pop to have it all. I was happy with the ending because it was the kind of like cheesy ending that I thought fit perfectly with this book. Um, but I, I could have seen Stone modeling before I could have seen her doing that because honestly, people go on these dancing shows and then like everybody wants them for like all of these things. So I could have seen some random brand asking him to do modeling and some other random like machete brand being like, hey, show how this is the best one to cut trees. You know what I'm like, I could see him modeling like hiking boots and axes. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Sure. But I could have seen him doing all of that stuff, becoming an Instagram influencer, but like one who doesn't want to be an influencer, but was just like had it thrust upon him. <laughs> No, I definitely I see what you're you're saying. I definitely think like maybe like a not a catalog model, but you know like definitely like someone who does like editorials and stuff and models clothes. But whatever. I, by that point in the book, I was like, okay, I'm I'm glad it's over. Like I wasn't like rushing. I could have seen him being you know one of those companies that that are like very like gender fluid on the runway, so they like drape him in something like silky, whatever, and then his like abs are just some muscle like poking through. It's like, that's that's what I was picturing. It's like very like <laughs> out Meanwhile, there. Gina's like, don't be fooled by the racks that I got. <laughs> Melly from the black. Melly from the black, no! <laughs> Melly with her like three divorces. I'm like, the more I'm reading it, the more I'm like, y'all are gonna, JLo's gonna sue you. Like yeah. you're gonna get. <laughs> There's too, there's too much. JLo had a dance movie with Richard Gere, but I don't remember what it's called. Uh, hold on. Wait, I, will I feel like I saw that. Everyone who had TBS saw that movie. Like everyone who had like cable. <laughs> Shelby Dance. And it's a remake of like a Korean movie, I think. Yeah. Yes. Ouch. That movie was pretty good. Yeah. I guess Richard Gere can get it. Yeah. Uh, you know who I did wish had stuck around longer in the show? The Elf. Um, actress, the one, the older oh, one, the older like, actress. I hurt my knee, and now I can't dance or something. And I was like, "Boo!" Yeah. I kind of, I liked her. 
And now I want to watch a dance movie. We're I feel gonna. like she faked it too, though. I feel like the lady who was in those series mm -hmm. like saw that they were gonna get eliminated mm -hmm. and was like, "Fuck it, he's a fan of mine." Oh, my ankle. Oh. Yes, I definitely got those vibes that she fell on the sword for him, and I was like, "Dang, I really like her." I'm sad she's like bowing out of this, like at this point. But I mean, I guess it had to happen. It couldn't be Lauren right at the beginning because then who was gonna feel? Who was gonna feel Stone's ass? Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's all the questions I have, you guys. Well, excellent questions, ladies. Excellent discussion. I, I'm shook. I'm still like, whoa, that was J Lo. <laughs> Thanks for sticking out the episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I hope you did too. We'll see you on the next hangout. Say, let's say goodbye. Bye. 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 No, my stuff is so fun. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us. You can support Only Lovers Book Club by dropping some change in our tip jar and buying some books with our bookshop link. You can find us on Instagram at Only Lovers Book Club, and from there, find our individual accounts and projects. Feel free to favorite or rate us if that's an option for you, but always make sure to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode.